Hi, this is Bill Allerton from Urban Tiger Radio. Just a short podcast this week, the title of which is Bomber's Moon. This is a poem I used to perform at competitions, poetry events, just pub reading nights, and it always seemed to go down well. In fact, it had some of the audience crying. Yes, it really is that bad. Now, this poem is set in World War Two. In Sheffield, we had a blitz on the nights of the 12th and the 15th of December, 1940. Much of the city centre and the residential areas were destroyed by raids from the Luftwaffe. There is a ground-gaining theory that in their attempt to destroy Sheffield's capacity to provide high-quality steel for the war effort, they found their radio beacon location systems distorted by the British War Department technicians and were fooled into thinking that they were bombing the East End factories, which they missed completely. But no one told the civilian population. In total, over 660 people were killed, 1,500 injured, and 40,000 made homeless in two nights of bombing. I hope this poem manages to bring something of that to you. It's one of my favourites. It's actually told in a, a in a female voice, and quite where that came from, I'm not sure. But there you go. So sit back, close your eyes. No, don't go running for the shelter. Just listen to Bomber's Moon. Just look at this teapot. There's not a chip from it. Young Edie bought it for our tenth anniversary, back in the quiet of twenty-four. She died not long after, and it wasn't until Ted, the eldest, were born that I felt that we'd even the score. Can you see the blue dragons? Hey, I think I'm going crazy. I'm sat here alone and I'm talking out loud, but if I'm going to die... I'd sooner it was here under my kitchen table than at the end of the yard in a dampness and hut. Just look at this handle. Fits like a glove, blends into a body that's rounded and smooth. Just like our Edie. She never could keep that weight off. But then later on, when she started to cough, she became leaner and hollow, like this here spout. As we sat in that bedroom, stroked her hands and her face as her breath hit the air, and watched till the last as she steamed her life out. I still cry for Edie. That I can't help. And when I hear the siren, this pot comes down from the shelf. And when I look at the dragons, I remember us laughing, for we'd given them names. She said, this one with me on every fourth week. And I said, there weren't enough pot left to draw hers. And if she wasn't so fat, she wouldn't have as much cheek. I find myself talking to Edie. It's hard, even now, to accept that she's dead. In my mind her face never alters while I look in the mirror and watch the lines thread. There. That one, that was John Simmons that never came back. He was soft and old, Edie. No, it was much more than that. Sometimes I'd go round and find her in tears and all she would say was, John, and she'd fly up the stairs and wouldn't come down until all of the red in her eyes had gone. Then she'd bounce down the steps to try on my new hat, but I knew that her heart was still wearing the black. This one, 
On the spout, with its mouth wide open, we said was the future, and how it swallowed the years, sitting quiet and scary, and despite its big smile and the crocodile tears, it was sat there, just waiting to eat the unwary. When Edie took ill, and was racked by that cough, I painted it out with a spot of white, then held my breath till her eyes had lost all their light. I took it down the day after, and scraped it back off. Listen, they're shouting again. Ma'am, ma'am, hurry up in the shelter. But they'll be all right. They're in more danger from each other than from bombs in the night. But look at this pot. With a dragon curled right round the knob on the lid. I told Fred that was him, and he said, Now nah, the knob's far too big. So I grabbed him and pulled him in front of the fire, and we wrestled and giggled and fought till I'd proved him a liar. But he was thinner then, and we could dance up a jig, if you know what I mean. And his hair was still dark, like the leaves in a cup when you've drunk it all down, and there's no left to sup, and they fit to the shape, but there's white showing through, and you can study the pattern and search for a future that may never happen, except in a dream. But then, dreams are like steam either full of a heat and a power that drives or portents and omens of lives shortened by death when they hang in the air like Edie's last breath. These legs don't work like they used to. The joints get all stiff when I've been down here kneeling. I'll have the lads rub my feet to get back some of the feeling when I've trudged up the path to me little tin hut. Listen, they're shouting again. I'd better wrap up this pot before I open the door. Put it under my coat so the moon doesn't catch. They've enough light tonight. I'll not give them more. It's just three steps to the latch across this stone kitchen floor. God, that was close. It rattled the wedges from out of the windows. It's a house. I can tell by the way it muffled the blast. There's another. Someone else coming home to nothing but cinders and the bricks are still falling and the Akakat manners all chatter and cracking. There's another. It's a pattern. They're coming right down the back. I can't feel the latch. Now catch yourself, Annie. Hands nice and steady. Where are the matches? Oh no. Dear God. My dragons. The pieces. Oh, I'm so, so sorry, Edie. But listen, they've stopped. Is that all for today? My heart had burst if I heard one more sound. And the gunfire's much softer. Now they've turned right around to chase them away, and I can hear the lads cheering, but then war's just a game to a kid. But just look at me dragons, all shattered to pieces. Hey, look, there's one left. It's the one on the lid. Okay, you can come out now from under the table and make yourself a cup of tea. And I hope your teapot is still in one piece, unlike Annie's. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank you for paying attention and listening to Bomber's Moon. And say your prayers over the racks And cast your wreaths upon the rolling waves Just lay your fingers on the rails And you will find that without fail Vibrations from the engine room They're gonna get
Well, that's all for this week's show, folks. I hope you enjoyed your free podcast from Urban Tiger Radio. And if you've hit that subscribe button, you'll be hearing from us again in a week's time. So it's a goodbye from me and a... From Nelly. Goodbye. 